If you don't know about AI, your business is going to die. <laughs> they should realize it's not a bad idea to give somebody like you $100 million to figure out what businesses we can create. I was about to say I'm not doing enough because Janet is like outpacing me in every way. I'm happy to have on the show today Janet Sawari. She's the CEO of Tear Labs, where you can easily build an AI model with no code. So Janet, you're a serial entrepreneur that we've already discovered. So this is one of many ventures. We also have AI Review. So what are you doing in all these businesses? With the AI review, it's a neighbor of love. And I think I realized when I got stuck in South Africa after COVID that a lot of Africans didn't understand what AI was or what emerging tech was. And I tried to find a way to merge research and my philanthropical ambitions by starting a venture that essentially was research focused and closed the education gap using research. So what that means for us is being able to align the UN SDG goals, maybe gender-based violence struggles or access to water or any one of them, and then see how can technology actually address that particular UN SDG? And then how can we uh, record or kind of analyze the response to the technology we've built to try and solve the problem or the UNSDG goal, and then put that in a market intelligent report. And then that entire process brings about awareness and education to, to people on the African market. So that's what we're trying to do with the AI review. I'll give an example of some of the projects we want to work on later. And then with Tear Labs, it's strictly product. We are a team of devs, really passionate about solving commercial challenges. Things like being able to transform your CCTV footage into an, an intelligent insights dashboard for a business. That's one product called Xvision Illuminate. And another product built is Xvision, which is probably prevalent on our current website. But it's basically a development tool for developers that can help them to be able to build a computer vision model with no code. So similar to your V7 labs, landing AI, scale AI, it's exactly what we do. And this is just the beginning. You're going to be developing a series of tools, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. A suite of tools. Yeah. So what inspired you to get into entrepreneurship and, and jump out on this journey? I think definitely my father. I think firstly, entrepreneurship is in my blood. I'm a Sawari. It's all we do. We have never really talked about, oh, I'm going to go work for this person or I'm going to. At some point, I wasn't even sure if that was an option. So just looking at how my dad started his own business, was able to build something from nothing and take care of our entire family. You have quite the extensive family as well. And then looking at my brothers, going ahead and starting their own ventures, it really inspired me and built this fire within to, to want to go against the norm or the grid and build something that can provide prosperity, not just for myself and my immediate family and loved ones, but for an entire continent. And so that's maybe what was a motivating factor. But the real start was just at home, just watching my dad. Is, are all the family businesses in the tech space or is everybody scattered around industries? Oh my goodness. Everyone is in the kind of quasi engineering space, but not, no one is really in tech. It's just me. Yeah. So you saw AI and you said, oh, wow, this is going to change everything. I need to start developing businesses here. 
Absolutely. But the way I got introduced to AI was quite interesting, relatively embarrassing as well, because I had spent about four or five years studying. And I think it's only within the final year I started to hear about AI. And this was in China. And I remember a lot of the Chinese students talking about AI and I brushed it off. I thought, oh, it's another Chinese thing that the rest of the world is never going to catch up with in another couple of years. So I wasn't worried until I, I started doing my master's and my professor gives us this assignment. It was about robotic uh, process automation. And somewhere within the report of the assignment, there was an aspect of AI that had to do with that. And... And lo and behold, what was a 700 uh, word report ended up being an almost five or six page report. I really had gone deep in the research about it and I just kept finding more and it's like an onion was peeling away with all the information. And I thought, this is interesting. I am in the field and I need to know more. And the more I knew, the more I felt. I want more people to know and there's an opportunity that they're not seeing because they don't know about it. And so immediately after that, I'm, I'm studying my master's here and I started approaching businesses in China. Went to businesses and spoke Chinese, spoke English and would tell them, you know what, if you don't know about AI, your business is going to die. <laughs> and immediately they'll say, all right, what do we need? <laughs> And I'll say, I can provide training, C-suite training. I can tell you guys about AI and give you a couple of recommendations as to how to optimize or improve your business. And with time, I improved, obviously. And that became probably my first real AI foot in the door gig and then went on to start Educate AI. Yeah. That's like the best sales pitch. <laughs> if you don't let me help you, your business is going to die. Literally what I would say, but then it's all I could say at the time because it was in Mandarin and my Mandarin wasn't that good. It was developing, but it wasn't that good for me to have an extensive pitch. I just had to say a nice hook. Yeah. Now I think people realize that's a true statement. Yes. Yes. And especially when COVID happened, some of those clients came back. And say, do you have something else that we should know? <laughs> and I thought, I'm sure I can put something together. Are you going to pay? <laughs> then, yeah. So it's funny from the entrepreneurship side, you're a student, you're learning and you're growing, but you still have value to offer that has commercial benefit for businesses that's real. And so when I realized that even with my, within my own growth and not complete understanding, there was something I could offer that was unique considering I had studied computer science and engineering and also had a business background beyond just my childhood, but also an MBA from Jiao Tong University in China. Yeah, it was an interesting proposition to Chinese businesses from a young foreigner looking in into their business. Yeah. How long have you had Tear Labs established? Oh God, Tear Labs is like a Disney movie. It's just one and a half years, but the AI reviews a little bit longer. Yeah, I can say maybe two years. Yeah. It makes sense. It was before you had the consultancy and that lasted a bit and then you found the right products to offer to the market. Yes. Perfect timing, right? 
And I think with Tear Labs, we didn't really sit down and say, this is what we're going to build. No, we sat down, or at least I sat down and I thought, I want to start a lab. I want to start a research center. Was inspired by Dexter's lab. Watched too much Cartoon Network growing up and somehow caught up with me in my later years and thought we need to open a lab where we can conduct research about emerging tech technologies before they come on the continent or just break things apart. I like to do that a lot. Like we wanted to build a semi-autonomous vehicle for the public transport space and see how people would either adapt to the technology or adopt the, te the technology, how they would behave. You have your public bus that commutes everyone up and down, and maybe you put some computer vision models inside by putting cameras in the vehicle and enable it to track driver behavior, passenger behavior, and based on that, get into some kind of semi-autonomy mode for safety. So that means stopping the vehicle, slowing it down, or just veering to the side of the road, maybe to park. So those are the type of experiments we wanted to work on and then see how that could potentially inform policy that could inform maybe uh, safety regulations, data regulations, or how that could inspire and educate other stakeholders within the ecosystem. When we realized how difficult it was to raise money for that, we explained to an investor that we're essentially trying to raise money to do research <laughs> with their money, with no guaranteed commercial model. It was the biggest F up, I should say, in history of startups. <laughs> and they couldn't believe it. They thought, what? On one of the pitches, I pitched $100 million to try and build a, a semi-autonomous jet, well, essentially an autonomous jet, a VTOL jet that would run these rescue missions uh, to take people away with a few controls on your phone, for example. I would like to imagine maybe you're the president or a diplomat and you need to be removed from a certain scenario and there's no pilot. And we thought, uh-huh, here's a cool idea. This is what we're going to build. We went around and we actually pitched that. And it was a disaster. But ultimately, from that process of realizing this is not working, this is not working, we were able to identify what is the North Star, what is the real common denominator amongst all the different projects we're talking about, from the semi-autonomous vehicle to the full-on autonomous VTOL jet, all the way to even a, a bracelet we, we tried to create to help solve gender-based violence issues in South Africa. And it was computer vision. I really wanted to play around with the visual aspect of AI, wanted to extend and see what was the opportunity there, and to some degree wanted to democratize that opportunity and put it in the hands of young African youth. And so that's how the dev tool, the end-to-end -end annotation tool was built, which is X-Vision. And that's why it's called X-Vision. Yeah. I can't believe the investors didn't want to just give you $100 million to play with. I mean, <laughs> that would be fun to have a lab and you can just try all these different AI models and different applications. Honestly, it, they should realize it's not a bad idea to give somebody like you $100 million to figure out what businesses we can create. Essentially, that was it. I think at the time, we, did, we also didn't know how to properly pitch that because in as much as it sounds extremely wild, 
but there is a relevant uh, business case behind it with the people that test stuff out so that businesses that don't have the time to test stuff out just buy the IP from us, know what works and what doesn't, and they move on. But to them, it sounded like we're just going to be playing with their money, lying around nonchalant, (laughs) just chilling in the lab with the bros. And they were not having it. I'm glad you molded it in a way that lets you still explore it while appealing to the investors with clear paths to money. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We're working on that. So Janet, if our listeners wanted to learn more about your company or get in touch, how could they do? I think a great way to get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. So I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be active on um, Instagram. I'm working on releasing something really special in December. Ready have my beautiful wait list, but I'm releasing a book actually called AI Innovation Business Strategies for Africa. And yeah, so I think if they connect to me on Instagram, they'll get to get access to those links or be part of that community and learn more about day-to-day Janet that people on LinkedIn don't really get to see. Yeah. So now you're going to write a book with all your spare time after running these multiple ventures. Yeah. So this book was written two years ago and has it's been sitting in a file for about two years since 2020. Yeah. Okay, but good. I, I was about to say I'm not doing enough because Janet is like outpacing me in every way. But if we get into the adventures of Janet and not and doing too much, I think I can have a panel of just friends who will tell you all the stuff I've done before. It's crazy. I think it's in my nature to to multitask or be multilateral and work on different things at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's why you need a business that's called Labs. Yes. Yes, definitely sends the message to crawl it. Yeah. Thank you, Janet, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.